and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is Richard. Hello. Who's been looking at quality of the South Korean variety, and M4, who's been sweating it out in the hottest part of the Aussie new car market. That's me. And we'll update you on the world's greatest blue sky, big picture, no bad ideas innovator in this week's Muskwatch. So stay with us. But first, some feedback from uh, last week. Uh, welcome, as always. Thank you very much. SC has a theory as to why we're so far underground, you know, in the shed here. We, we mentioned oh. last week that someone accused us of, yeah. is this a bunker or, or a shed? And I said, look, you don't know how far underground we actually are. Yeah. Nice. And we'd engage the boring company to, to get us down to this depth. Of course. Mm. That's why it gets a bit warm in here. You know, we're Very warm. so far down. And he said that so Elon's lawyers can't find us. And I, I don't know. I don't think we say anything in Muskwatch that's actionable. Um, I, mm. I, we credit all our sources. I think we're reporting facts. Um, well, we're reporting what's on the internet. Yeah. We're, re- we're reporting... And that's all true. ...web facts. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> so not fake news at all. I understand what you're saying, SC. Thank you for the feedback. Hammer Rocks... Yes. ...is fascinated by Richard's ink. Oh. He's, um, he's seen the semi-naked woman, <laughs> the V8 badge... There's El Diablo, you know, the, the yep. devil is in there. Yep. And he guesses they point to some, quote, vast and unique life experiences. Mm-hmm. Or are they just ones you saw on the board when you went in the just tattoo parlor? Just walked in and uh, just I'll said, I'll have that I'll one, that one. Hold that one, please. I've got a patch here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A got a room, got a room. Yep. But, but some of them are no doubt, uh, you know, connected with things that you've done or, or whatever. It's a, it's a very, very rich tapestry of my life, uh, Hammer. Uh, you're right on the money there. Uh, Let's have a drink one day and we'll, we'll go through them all. <laughs> you don't well, want to know where the rest of them are. All right. Now, Richard, let's... You might find out. Let, thank you for that. And, let, Richard, let's stick with you. Yep. Um, I mentioned that we were talking about quality and of the South Korean variety, but it's awarded by, you know, a North American organization. Fill us in. What's going on? That's right. The annual... J.D. Power initial quality study results have come out for 2019. Mm. Uh, those of you who don't know, J.D. Power is a big market research company in the United States. They don't just do cars, they do food, everything, everything which is sold to consumers. Um, and this initial quality study is really, really interesting. So do they um, judge the, the cars on taste and presentation, <laughs> yeah. texture? Aftertaste. Umami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of an oaky palette. <laughs> yeah. Um, now what they do is uh, it's based on the first 90 days of ownership. Um, and they find out who's bought a car, they contact them, and they just ask them if anything's gone wrong. Hmm. And as people do, people go, actually, yeah, the yeah. engine light keeps coming on, or the screen keeps you know, conking out, you know, or, or, or just tiny little things. Yep. So it's not a reliability rating thing, long-term reliability rating thing. Mm. It's just an initial quality study. It's a niggle award. A niggle it's award. for niggles. Niggles are yeah. the worst, especially yeah. if you've just bought a new car and something goes wrong immediately, it can be the worst thing in the world. I've bought a new car before and there's been a squeak straight yeah, away yeah, right. and it's so frustrating anyway the results it was the hamster it was, it the, was the hamster I yep. didn't pay for it but um, <laughs> you know it's a hamster bonus wheel. hamster very yep. happy to have him on board anyway um, the big big winners of the initial quality award uh, mm-hmm. 
have been the Korean car companies. We're talking Genesis, uh, all from the same company, Genesis, Hyundai, and Kia. Yeah. Um, They reported the least number of, or the owners of those cars reported the least number of problems in their first 90 days. In that 90 days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that sort of reflects some of the things that we've seen as well. I mean, Mm. one of the issues that we face as reviewers is that we live in a new car world. Uh, we really don't know how this car is going to perform over f- three years or five years or ten years. So that, we see everything first brand new. And that's the hard, one of the hardest parts about the job is when yep. people comment and say, well, what about the reliability of it? Well, yep. Yep. We're, we can only put them up against well, each other. Mind you, you know, that like, said, we all do have some old bangers at home, you know, in yep, the garage. That's right. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. But Ab- I take your point. Abs- absolutely. Now, just sort of run through the list for you. So this is how the major brands sort of fared. Um, yep. So the number of problems per 100 vehicles, um, Genesis had 63, Kia had 70, Hyundai 71, and then and the numbers get bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. Ford 83, um, and there's some American brands in there like Lincoln, um, Chevrolet 85, Nissan 86, and it all goes all the way down to the bottom. Um, so would, would that indicate that if it's 100 vehicles yep. and say there's 80, yep. um, that one car might have had three or four? That's right. That counts in that 80. Exactly. So you've right. got a whole bunch of clean yep. skin cars yep. where people are perfectly happy yep. and yep. a few that might be yep. above the average, as a- it were. Absolutely. Okay. And look, we've noticed it you know, ourselves over the last you know, five or six years how far Hyundai and Kia um, have, have come, mm-hmm. um, especially with that, you know, the current generation i30. Um, and the and the new Serato, which has just come out yep. recently, yep. Um, we did our sporty hatch comparison, and you know it's outstanding, mm. outstanding quality, mm-hmm. um, you know, in fit and finish, and also value. Um, and but the particular focus of these initial quality study was on infotainment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's becoming a big, uh, big player, of course. and also safety technology. How that works is your is your is your AEB going off unnecessarily? Yep. All that sort of interconnected stuff. So, did you unearth, Richard, what the typical problems were? What you know, if someone's noted and ticked off, yeah, I had a problem. Yep. Does it have to get over a certain threshold before oh. JD Power will kind of consider it <clears throat> as Absolutely. valid? It has to be, um, you know, a, an, an absolute an, an issue. It can't just be. Oh, oh, I don't like the way the door shuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, or yeah. the something. seats are uncomfortable. That's right. Yeah. It's got to be a wind- fault. The yeah. windows stopped working. Yeah. The yeah. engine lights come on. Yeah. The screens. The screen's gone blank. Um, yeah. Air yeah. conditioning is is faulty. So actual legitimate faults. Yeah. Um, that you've you know. That you've experienced, yes. and you know that you're most likely getting f- fixed under warranty. Unreal. So, yeah. so sixty-three problems yep. per one hundred vehicles. Yeah. That's right. That's still not great. To a novice, no. that like, sounds still sounds like yeah. a decent number, doesn't it? What's the what was the worst? Okay, so going down the list, we have got uh, Honda ninety eight, which is still a really good score. Uh, BMW one hundred and two. This was another really, yeah, really right. interesting BMW find. Is that your your typical European prestige brands who you, who you normally associate with really high quality cars, um, mm. and you know they do produce you know you know very high quality cars. Also experienced um, from their new buyers. Probably could, more could, issues. Could, could greater complexity lead to greater potential for faults? You know? uh, look, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that the researchers found was that the quality of the electronics of of the Korean vehicles was outstanding. Right. Yeah. So even compared to you know, German European yeah. cars, um, the the Korean electronics was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, should we be surprised mm-hmm. with the likes of 
Samsung, Samsung coming out LG, of, yeah, all of these yeah. brands. I mean, these these countries are renowned for producing high quality electric goods. Yeah, um, and the cars are becoming electric goods, mm-hmm. so. and that has happened so rapidly. Yeah, in that, look, just just quickly to to divert mm. for a sec. First time I went to visit a Korean South Korean car factory was in 1988. Mm. It was Hyundai's Ulsan plant, and it was scary. Mm. It was loud <laughs> and dirty, and you felt kind of dangerous. Yeah. There were things going on there that. Um, other countries' occupational health and safety people would have just been closing their eyes and wishing they'd never seen it. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. I went back in 1995. It was quieter, lots of robots. The whole thing looked m- dramatically different. Yeah. Mm. And then I went there, same plant, a couple of years ago, clinically clean, yep. state-of-the-art, like leading in a lot of areas, uh, a complete transformation yeah. in that yeah. period. Yeah. What's, what's, what's interesting um, is that there aren't a lot of Chinese brands on that, and I would say that's probably because right. in the United States there probably aren't many. Yep. Also, Tesla's missing too. Yeah, and right. the reason for this is because Tesla does not allow uh, the J.D. Power people to contact uh, it's buyers in right. some of its states. And what's interesting, it, 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 it allows them to, to contact some of them, but some states have some regulations by wow. that Tesla's put in place. And that those states were, um, take up about 70% of the ownership. <laughs> oh. So, you know. Okay, well, that's California. interesting. I mean, yeah. don't that type uh, of thing. So. so the truth doesn't get out. So, was the, yeah. was, so it's for a brand or a particular model from that brand? So Kia takes it out or a particular Kia? Oh, look, uh, the Serato, right um, which is what the... the uh, what is it in the United Forte. States? The Forte in the United Forte. States scored extremely well. The Picante did as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Serato in Australia performed yep. particularly well. Santa Fe did yep. too yep. Uh, for Hyundai. Um, wow. Yeah, across the board, um, Hyundai and Kia went. Well, there it Genesis. is. I mean, a, a lot of the things that people have been talking about yep. uh, have been coming to pass for some time. You know, that yeah. those brands are at a level where they can hold their head high and they lead They lead the market. Absolutely. Look, when we even see from the feedback we get from the comparisons we do, yeah. um, from the people who buy these cars, mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but really, really positive, um, you know, reviews back from them, yep. Um, yep. the quality and, and how much they're enjoying them. Um, and, I mean, in the end, we're doing this for you guys. Um, and it's good to hear back that, um, you know, our, our, you know, our initial sort of reviews and, and, and um, Judgment. take judgments on these yep. cars is, yep. is, is spot on. So thank you. All right. Well, look, well, that's, a, that, that's all I was going to say is that's a perfect segue. I just wanted to hear go for the, it. Go for it. I want to hear the bottom You've three. You've ruined the segue. That's all right. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have been. You I want to hear the bottom three. I've been avoiding it. And oh. I've been avoiding it because I don't like naming names. Okay, so the bottom three. Are you well, ready? you're not naming names. This is this is <laughs> evidence from <laughs> people right. who have had problems with cars that that's, people should that's know. That's right. Here's the bottom five. All right. All right. Volvo, Alfa Romeo, Mitsubishi, Land Rover, and. Jaguar. Right. <laughs> and what what numbers are we talking? Okay, oh, so, yeah. All right. Jaguar had 130. Um, 130 per 100 cars. <laughs> so it's around about double the best result. <laughs> Land Rover had 123. Wow. Mitsubishi had 121. Alfa Romeo had 118. And Volvo had 140. I've got to say, I'm yeah. a little bit surprised by Mitsubishi being yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Volvo... A little bit as well, but the others maybe not as much. Not as much. (laughs) No, you know you hear things. Anyway, back to your segue. No, no, look, that's all past. That that ship (laughs) is that ship has sailed. Um, But 
I was going to... Well, okay, I'll go back to it. Yeah, go um, talking about comparisons. Richard yeah. mentioned comparisons. Yes. That's the pool you've been diving into. Oh, yeah. And it's a bubbling one. Oh. It's uh, it's on the boil. It's deep. Tell, tell us what we've been up to. It's deep. It's full of sharks. Uh, <laughs> no, I've been doing a uh, mid-sized SUV comparison, one of the hottest parts of the market, as we know. Yep. And uh, with four really, really interesting players in that mix. So we took our two equal first place getters from our last test, which was the Mazda CX-5 and the Honda CRV, and they they came out bang on, identical to the scores that we thought you they really? each deserved. Right, but they both sort of had now, different spo- spoilers. Beware no. of spoilers here. Yeah, this is this is from the last test. Very good, thank okay. you. <laughs> this time around, we decided that we were going to go for a higher price point. Mm. So high spec, high uh, grade models. Um, the top spec uh, version of the Honda CRV, for example, the VTI LX. We also had the Mazda CX-5 GT with the new 2.5 litre turbo engine, mm. which I think a few of us have experienced. Great and engine. We all sort of know. Great just, engine. It's a humdinger. Yep. Uh, and then we also had the all new Subaru Forester, mm. which we haven't had a chance to compare to any of its competitors up to this point, and the all-new Toyota RAV4, which we had as the top-spec hybrid version of that car. And it reminds you how much churn there's been in that market in terms of new model arrivals. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, it's probably not coincidental that their life cycles do match up pretty close for some of the Japanese brands. Um, And it was really interesting to, to put these vehicles against each other at that price point because when you're shopping at 34, Four thirty-two to thirty-four thousand dollars. It's a whole different kettle of fish. Like it's, they're different levels of impressive for that price point. And as we found in our test, uh, some of the ones in it maybe didn't stack up that well because of their price point. You know, they don't have all the things that you might want for that sort of money. We're talking between uh, forty-two and forty-seven thousand dollar price point. So yes. the Mazda was the most expensive, the Subaru was the most affordable, the other two had a few hundred bucks in between them yep. at around 44 and a half. Um, so Cause it's know, a lot of dough. It's it's not a small amount of money, no. but the I think the the one of the key learnings of it was that for instance, uh, you can get better value if you don't have to spend that much. If you're not expecting mm. to get the luxury bits in some of the models in the test, you'll have to wait and read and watch the review to see what I'm talking about. Right. But the the test was let's see what they're like to uh, live with four people yep. around town on the open road. Yep. Um, let's test their fuel consumption. Yep. Obviously, with uh, the hybrid version of the Rav Four, you know, at that price point, you can save about fifty percent of the fuel that you'll use in some of the other cars in that class. So it's pretty impressive in and, that and, and we tapped into our, our family uh, reviewing resources. Of course, And yeah. mixed it up in that regard as well. Yes, we had Nadal Stelio on board. She basically took care of the family side of things. I don't have kids. She's got two. She's always putting her kids in and out of these cars yeah. and experiencing them. She's driven a lot of these sort of SUVs before. So her her experience was invaluable to this test to Great. tell us what she thinks and what uh, a typical mum might want 
in that sort of class of car. Great, great mix. Uh, you know, whether you want that rugged interior look or if you want that luxury feel that maybe you get better in a Mazda than you do in a Honda, um, it sort of really was interesting for me to see what she Fresh thought. Fresh perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping that people will find the same sort of value in the video that we put up as well. But also we obviously assess the practicality, you know, like boot space and rear seat space. There's a bunch of great photos of me, uh, Mal Flynn and Jared from the office here uh, sitting in the back, three, three across. Yeah. And some of them were comfortable and some of them were not. <laughs> well, that depends on whether you're sitting next to Mal or whether you're sitting next yeah. to Jared. Mal was middle boy every time. Oh, okay. All right. He's well, there's discomfort middle, middle right middle there. Boy. He's yeah. only middle. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people out there um, you know, might think that, well, I've got this amount of money to spend. It, they're all really going to be the same. It's, yeah. like going to, it's like going to a hardware store and buying a bucket. Right? <laughs> it, aren't they all going to just hold water? And, and a mop? And a mop. Yeah. And not, but not all buck, buckets and mops, mops are, the are the same. same. Some, some, some have a ringer. Some have a ringer. Some do, Some of the funny kind of wide, yeah. some of the old school cotton. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Yes. Sorry. Anyway. So, um, just quick mop, basically. Mop yeah, and bucket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, and the thing is, like, mm. they are pretty close in terms of dimensions, yep. in terms of boot space, mm. in terms of rear seat space. Mm. And this is the beauty of this part of the market is that people out there have got it so good, they get to choose exactly what they want. There's 20-something models in this part of the market. Uh, yes. And there again, I mean, the, va- the variable is that different people have different priorities. You try and cover them off as far as you can yeah. to allow people to make that choice. Ultimately, yeah, we do make a call, mm-hmm. you know, based on mm-hmm. everything that we've assessed. We think this is the best package. Yep. But someone's going to come at that and go, oh, but actually what I need Priority number one is this. I reckon it's that car. So yeah. it does enable people to make their own judgment in a way as well, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And, and th- like, you know, on that point, we we sort of felt that there are cars out there that just can't match what the others can for safety equipment, for yeah. example. Right-o. Like the Honda, for example, is missing out on yeah. some items that the other cars all have. And so you sort of go, well, is that good enough? For a yes. top spec model to yeah. miss out on stuff when it's mm. the same stuff is standard across the entire model range yes. of its competitors. Yeah. And, you know, the ultimate judgment is no, it's not good enough. Because you know? that kind of stuff is quite objective. There's no subjectivity yeah. in there. Yeah. It's yeah. here is the money and these are the features. Yeah. And it's possible to just line things up and go like for like. Exactly. You know, that, this, that's quite clear. This is the type of thing that you just can't do in a dealership as well. Yeah. If, you, if you're trying to look at four different cars, like trying to spend a Saturday going out and trying to assess <laughs> yeah. all this. Yeah. yeah. You it's just get enough. three friends, yeah. you get one car, they go and test drive the other three, <laughs> yeah. and you just meet up for a meet somewhere, Go yeah. for a loop. <laughs> exactly. Up and down the road. I just That's want it. to try it That's out. It. I need to take it yeah. home, check it in the garage, make sure all that works. Everyone meet at my place. That's it. The good, thing, the good thing is that more and more dealerships are now offering weekend tests, so yeah. you can take it away for the night, yeah. put it through your usual rigmarole, yeah. see what it's like. Drive Obviously. it like you stole it, yeah. bring it back the next morning, and just <laughs> yeah. a bucket of bolts. Yeah. 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 I mean, dented, bashed. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. It's not for me. Yeah, can, I try, can I try that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be seeing that review and the video yes. pretty shortly. Hopefully very soon, and uh, look forward to hearing what everyone out there thinks That's of our outcomes. Very good. Now, we're going to move on. Uh, to our garage and the vehicles that have been inhabiting that garage. Yes. And Richard, I'd like to start with you. Yes. Go ahead. Go. Green flag. (laughs) What have you been driving? 
<laughs> I have been gunning the Toyota Rav4 Hybrid. Um, it, it's the very first Rav4 I've driven uh, oh, yeah. from the new generation. So this is a and different one to the one that was in our comparison test. That's right. Yeah, this is that beautiful blue one which you can see behind us right oh. now. Um, just before this podcast, I, I ran up the top of a car park and took those lovely videos uh, for us. And it, it is. It's it's a it's a beautiful car. Yeah. Um, inside and out. Um, I, I know the previous generation Rev4 quite well, or have stood in front of it and presented videos, you know, a squillion times. Um, and I was aware of its sort of, you know, its, its pros and its, you know, it's probably not so, you know, positive points. There were um, a few. There were a few. Yeah. Um, this is outstanding. I mean, I've, I want to start this by saying I, I hate hybrids. Like, <laughs> Seriously, they do nothing for the drivability of a car. They're not a good petrol car or a good electric car. I love electric cars. I love petrol cars. I don't like a combination of both. Um, Direct all comments to Richard Berry, yeah. courtesy of YouTube iTunes. That's, That's right. fine. <laughs> uh, send them in. Send them in. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Um, just, just in terms of drivability, pedal feel, all that type of thing. Hate how the engine clicks on. And I also, I don't know if anyone else can hear it out there, but with hybrid, and um, powertrains, I can hear that little really high-pitched, like, buzzing. You know yeah. how you've got the nose which can smell anything? <laughs> yes. Right? I've yes. got the ear which can hear every little mechanical sound and that high-pitched sort of sound oh, in hybrids yeah. kills I, I have a nose that hopefully can smell everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe um, there's stuff I'm missing out on. In other ways, though, this RAV4 is so good. The quality, the fit and finish is superb. Just the, the suspension, the, the ride is so comfortable and yeah. composed. Um, even the sound coming into the cabin, you know, this is, and this is a lot of the times I was just driving in EV mode yeah. and you hear everything. Yeah. Everything is so stuck down well in that car yeah. and there's no road noise, hardly any road noise coming in. Very impressed. And that's right. so far. You know what's really yeah. funny about that? In isolation, I thought exactly the same thing about the RAV4. Yep. In our comparison test, yep. it was the noisiest. Are you serious? Which is, which is really strange. What the? Like, and, also, and it's quiet. Another so, point of contrast, mm. um, Nadal, we mentioned her yes. just a couple of minutes ago, mm. has driven the RAV4. Mm. She's not in love with the way the car looks. Really? So, yeah, and I've, I've heard um, differing opinion, yes. and it's obviously a very subjective one. Yes. Um, and I, I, for one, really like it. Mm. She, not so much. But so. then again, she on the comparison, she pointed out that, you know, the Mazda, obviously it's the sleek, pretty yeah. one, and the more luxurious looking car, and mm. that appeals more to her yeah. than the rugged, Which is sharp edge. Boy thing, yeah, so. it's just I, I just love how the Rav4's gone from being this cute little bubble car to just being this beast. Yeah, you know? and <laughs> it's, for years I've just wanted to be tougher to take on. You know, brands like or you know brands like you know Hyundai with their six or Hyundai make a Santa Fe yeah. and a Tucson. Yeah. Um, and I, it just needs to be tougher like that, have that yeah. presence. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Now, sorry, we've got to keep rolling. Righto, righto. And um, M4. Yes. Matt, what have you been steering? I was in the Kona EV, the Hyundai Kona EV. Now, yeah. it was my first time driving that car. And obviously, it's got amazing electric range, 465 kilometers or whatever. It and may it's be. Hyundai's financial flagship. It's, it, a, it's the most expensive Hyundai you can buy. Yes. Up near in 70, Australia. 70 odd yes. thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, that's a a lot of money for a very little car to get it on the road. What's a uh, yeah, e pace um, cost? That's mm. quite a I, lot of money. I pace, yeah. I, I pace, yeah, it's the electric one, almost yeah. 130 <laughs> or something. Or something, wow. okay, so nothing to do with that one. Sorry no. about that. Yep. It's expensive, yeah. but it's expensive for a Hyundai, right? <laughs> it is, that's right. Um, for a Hyundai EV, uh, yep. yeah. we, uh, what about I, the Picanta? <laughs> uh, sorry, that's nothing to do with it. Silly, <laughs> um, I uh, I thought to myself while I was driving it, um. <laughs> 
am I getting anything out of this that I wouldn't get out of the Ionic EV? Mm. Of course, you're getting double the range mm-hmm. thereabouts. If you don't need double the range, if you just drive around the city, there's no need. That's such a that's huge like, factor. Totally and agree. obviously, it's an SUV, and that's going to appeal to yep. the vast majority of buyers, where an Ionic with that slopey roof mm. and the five-door hatchback style is going to be more, well... Niche. Yeah. Well, an Ionic is what, 40 odd thousand dollars? 45? Yeah. yeah. 40, 40, I think it's 42 or something yeah. for the base one. Yeah. And look, I mean, exactly. You know, do you need to, do you need to go 450 kilometers? Yeah. Um, yeah. How often do you do that? There's probably a couple of motivations here, isn't there? There's Hyundai's motivation in bringing this car to market and mm-hmm. making a statement. Maybe they're not thinking about selling a whole bunch of them, but they want to let people know that this is where they're heading. Yeah. Mm. And then those customers that do shell out their big bucks to acquire one, they're making a statement as well. Yeah. Um, you know, about, I don't mind, I want to I want to be environmentally friendly or I, I want to, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, it's a relatively niche group of people. We know that. Yeah. And I, I, I applaud Hyundai for having something like this in the market because, mm. well, is there another small SUV that's electric in Australia? No, no there's no. not. So no. They've definitely got a lot of guts to do it. Yeah. Um, also, I've been sort of investigating how they store their batteries in that car. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of EV uh, websites out there which have absolutely fascinated because they're doing it quite differently to, to regular electric vehicles yep. uh, in terms of their cells. Uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, that car is a lot more advanced than people think it is. Yeah. I mm. normally store the batteries in the little <laughs> bin between the seats. If I've got triple A's, I'll, I'll probably keep them in the bag. But if they're double A's, I might, I yeah. might go in the door pocket. You don't, but they'll rattle around there. Yeah. That's <laughs> will. Now, look, moving on. Um, I've been driving Mazda 3 sedan. Oh. So we're all familiar with the Mazda 3 hatch. That's yep. been around in Australia for a little while. Mm-hmm. So now it's a four-door booted sedan, and it's about $29,000 for the touring ra- uh, yep. grade, which yep. is the one that we've had. And the, the, you know, the reason you're there is the boot. All right, yep. so it's bigger than the hatch in terms of its volume. Yep. It's about thirty-five percent more capacity. The constraint, of course, is the aperture to the boot or trunk for yep. our um, American listeners and viewers. That distance between the base of the rear screen and the lip of the yep. of the boot, yep. you can't fit big things through that. Yeah, but the capacity is there. If you've got suitcases and kind of conventional mm. stuff, you can put a lot of a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, it's on the same wheelbase. It's the same width but it's about 20 centimetres longer in the body yeah. than the hatch. So yeah. what you find is that's all gone into the boot. And I've got to say, sitting in the back seat, I felt behind my driving position, I felt there was a little more leg room yeah. uh, than there was in the hatch doing the same trick yeah. um, with that car. Mm. On the other side of the ledger, I did find the suspension tune definitely firmer. Yeah, uh, okay. I felt it was firmer than the hatch. I was feeling little imperfections and bumps and what have you way more. Um, than That's I had in the hatch. So interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. We found that uh, the, the hatch ride and that uh, G25 Evolve on the sporty hatch comparison to be just really good. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, we um, we might be uh, doing another small hatch oh, comparison yeah. soon. Yes. So you'll have to stay tuned and see, see. But how it, the hatch And it's a, it's a little again. more conventional. It's still a very pretty car, but it's a little more conventional in its mm. design it, treatment. It is more of a, I reckon it's more appealing uh, in terms of, Aesthetics uh, on, on a conservative level because you're a hatch disliker. I don't like and the I Mazda think, 3. Richard, you're a liker. I'm a lover. I'm a I'm yeah. a liker. See, I just don't like the the back three quarter sort of angle of that car. Well, but then um, of course you're you you know you're nuts. 
Okay. So <laughs> that explains. I think it. it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful bottom. It's a yeah. beautiful bottom. Whereas the Mazda Three sedan's boot is quite the, just the slope of the roof and the way that it's it's almost just like a Mazda Six that they've shrunk yeah. to eighty percent. It's a little more yeah. classical. It, yeah. it, it's not quite as adventurous. Yeah. Um, as the hatch. Yeah. But it's still a pretty car. Oh, I wouldn't it's buy. Very, I wouldn't buy a sedan car. ever. No. I don't think sedans are smart. <laughs> well. Look, Speaking, speaking of smart, we all know one person who is always the smartest person in the room, which means it's time for Muskwatch. So, we can kick it off. Last weekend was Elon's wild tweet weekend. Wow. He basically it? just went on a frenzy of, uh, of yeah. tweeting. Uh, he tweeted that basically he just deleted his Twitter account, account. Um, on Twitter, which of course is hilarious. Um, and He's then so meta. that came yeah. after a tweet targeting Tesla co founder Martin Eberhardt, who, along with Mark Tarpening, were the two people who initially had the idea of putting an electric motor in a Lotus uh, yep. release. Yep. And Elon Musk came in and, as an investor and quickly joined those two guys. Um, and he, for legal reasons, is now considered to be a co-founder. But I'd okay. say technically there's possibly a question mark over that. Anyway, yeah. they've, they had a bad falling out. So he tweeted, Tesla is alive in spite of Eberhard, but he seeks credit constantly and fools give it to him. Um, the tweet was later deleted. So he's gone out there and, and said that. Is that because um, it's defamation? Then he was, then he was <laughs> called out en masse for tweeting fan art of the character 2B from oh, yeah. Near Automata without crediting the artist. And he's got a bit of form in that regard. Yeah. And I didn't know what Near Automata was. Okay, mm. hand up. I what went to that I source of all information, Wikipedia, yep. and says it's an action role-playing game set in the midst of a proxy war between machines created by otherworldly invaders and the remnants of humanity. That's wow. just the Matrix, So Elon must go there. He, he's in that world. Oh, yeah. Because previously he loved a coffee cup where this um, guy had printed a farting unicorn on the cup and he tweeted a picture of it, my favourite cup. Then he basically copied that artwork, put it into his cars. So Tesla's had that as kind of screen art um, and didn't credit anybody. And his response was, well, I'm giving you massive exposure. Not if you're not saying who it was. No, you're not. You're actually stealing my intellectual property. Passing it off as your own. So this person who had created this uh, character art... Uh, for Near Automata was was not happy about that. Mm. That was taken down. Understandable. He then changed his Twitter name to Daddy.com and had his icon changed to a black circle. <laughs> I thought it was Kim.com, the uh, the big German guy in New Zealand. Um, oh then, my God. Because you remember in February he changed his name to Elon Tusk. Yes. For some reason. Anyway, now his avatar is a toy gorilla yeah. holding a bottle of Bombay, Bombay Sapphire Jim, yeah. which of course is a reference to Harambe. Is it? From R.I.P. Harambe, fame from April 1, right? What about the R.I.P. Harambe sipping on some Bombay. Oh. So it's, it's Harambe, right? Oh. Uh, so there. So, but he's obviously bored because he can't tweet as much about Tesla, which puts me in mind of bored Elon Musk. And if you are oh, not following yeah. bored Elon Musk on Twitter, you should be. Shout out to bored Elon. Some of Amazing. his ideas are absolutely – look, subscribe to bored Elon – Tell him that the tools in the he- uh, shed sent tools in the head tools, tools in, the, in head. the shed sent you. Yeah, he's come up with things like 
the ability to upvote and downvote other drivers on the road. Yes, like Perfect. that one. Sounds fantastic. Yep. yep. Scanner for your junk that automatically lists any items on eBay that have a high probability of selling. I I mistook scanner junk. for your junk. Well, there's that too. Um, sliding electrical outlets. So rather than them yes. just being fixed in the wall, slide there's a slide along. where you can move them around That's the amazing. Room. That's, That's sensational. That's brilliant. Um, a service that lets you subscribe salespeople to 1,000 email lists they never asked to be on, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a nice get. Shoulder tra- tapping drone that flies over to tap someone on the shoulder when you haven't responded to an email that they've, yeah. you know, they've sent yeah. you. Wow. That would be um, good. Perforated egg carton that lets you tear off each row that no longer contains eggs. That so is amazing. So you can save space in the fridge. That's wow. genius. He's wow. like, so yeah. bored Elon Musk. Get onto it. And the guy's a genius. Imagine, Tell him, imagine if bored Elon Musk is really Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell him the tools sent you. Now, yeah. moving on, the Daily Express yes. has claimed that Elon Musk is, quote, unquote, humiliated. Oh. As NASA boss Jim Brid- Bridenstine mm-hmm. says SpaceX Crew Dragon explosion on April 20, and I remember we covered that in the yeah. podcast, has no doubt delayed the flight program. And the context here is that the USA has been relying on Russia for crew transfers up to the International Space Station and back again. And that's a point of pride. They're not really thrilled about that. So NASA has awarded close to 10 billion Aussie dollars mm. to SpaceX and Boeing to mm. develop their separate capsule systems. So um, a senior NASA manager said SpaceX is hoping to take corrective actions to launch two astronauts to the ISS, but Mr. Uh, Bridenstine's comments hit out at Mr. Musk's goal for this year. An investigation is still underway. They were originally going to do a manned flight in July, i.e. next month, Hmm. um, but they've already done an unmanned round trip. So it's all been thrown akimbo because of that uh, explosion. Oh, look, as somebody who sort of follows this quite closely, I think that's a really dangerous comment for that NASA chief to make because nobody wants to hurry up um, any yeah, type of space launch which it's is involving point. human beings. Think about the lives of the yeah. people yeah, that and are putting you know, it, themselves yeah. at risk. Exactly, and think about Elon. Like that, A type of deadline sort of comment like that is going to make him oh. probably cut it. I don't know. He's don't like know. a kid with ADHD. You anyway. can't... Push them exactly. Well, he's, speaking yeah. of that, the, mm. the the tweets that he has put out there relating to Tesla come suspiciously close to the end of the financial year uh, uh, and the end of the half year in terms of financial reporting, uh-huh. uh, because he said, um, you know, tweet number one was tax credit in the USA will drop from seventy five hundred dollars to eighteen seventy five after June thirty. Get ordering, order yours, yeah. tw- you know, Tesla dot com. Um, black Model S to cost a thousand dollars starting next month, meaning. Get in and buy your black one now Get it while now. it's free because they might have a few on the ground. Um, and there's a promo video out there for Beach Buggy Racing 2 for the arcade app on, oh, yes. on the car. So yeah. it's all this heavy kind of get out there and buy one now because Elon seems to be pretty confident that they're going to have a good second quarter result. Sure, he wants to hit that one home. So that's been the main focus of Twitter. I watched somebody playing that beach buggy game in their car. Mm. Yeah, because the screen in the Model 3 is enormous. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. yeah, you can play it. And yeah. It's, and, it's like, and yeah, that's right. You're using yeah. the pedals in the wheel <laughs> but, to play the game. My, my question is, you're going to get flat spots on your tires if you play that in, enough. In the garage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because the bottoms yeah. of the tires are going to oh, be in right. the same spot. You've like, got to jack the front of the car up there. Yeah. Or, just yeah. a floor jack. Play it while you're driving. Yeah, and then, then you just, <laughs> hang on, you could just drive the car. Yeah, it's yeah, a new right. kind of autopilot yeah. Yeah. where you're actually thrown into beach buggy too. Manual pilot. 
So the Tesla shares are $226. That's up from $209 last week. That's so, up a bit. Yeah. And, and Morgan Stanley, for one, is finding it hard to recommend. What, what do we say? What's our buy, sell, mm. keep? What, what, what are we saying? Morgan knows as well. Morgan Stanley mm, yeah. analyst Adam Jones said last week, said this week, we continue to believe Tesla is fundamentally overvalued, but potentially strategically undervalued. What? Meaning they don't know what, they don't yeah. know what to do. So it's Jonas cited something. Musk's That's like recent, saying, you know, put it, you know, in a good way. It's yeah. like that, and then put it in a bad way. It's like that. He yeah. cited Musk's recent bullish statements about the company's coming second quarter earnings report as a catalyst for Tesla's recent stock recovery. So yeah. that that bump up has come from that. So there you go. If you're in the market, tell us how your shares are going. You know, have you bought yeah. any? Have you sold any recently? Have they been doing good things for you? Let us know. But Give me I've, a call. I need some tips. Have I think with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, M4. Thank you. And thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thanks to our producer, Georgia, for making us look like we kind of know what we're doing. Get involved and let us know what you think of us or what we've been rabbiting on about. Uh, search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're a listener, remember you can watch us on YouTube to add some colour and movement to the experience. Best comment for the week, <laughs> this week, no science involved, just yep. our subjective judgment, the best comment gets a U-Butte Cars Guide Sub-Zero Cool Flat Brim Cap. One of their efforts. One of those. So it'd be coming your way if you can come up with the best comment on YouTube. And please do us a favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, let word of mouth off the chain and tell others about the tools. Until next week, there's a lot of talk about alternative transport. And if listeners or viewers are interested in time travel and fancy a night out, they should meet me at the Strawberry Hills Hotel in Sydney last Friday night at 8 p.m. (laughs) See you there. See you there. It was great. And it will be great. (laughs) What?